Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Hello, I'm Sarah Smith, proud sponsor of Dumpty Dum. If you want to polish up your Albion, give your optics a wipe, or even mop up after your ferrets, Sarah Smith cloths are eco-friendly, reusable, and washable. And, you know, a bit posh. Sarah Smith, available from Sainsbury's for the posher washer. Proud sponsors of Dumpty Dum. This is Dumpty Dum the show about the reality darker drama that is centered on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the noisy little gosling that is Roy Field Brown, and with me are the tough old bird that is Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our poultry venture, folks, is you. Now, today's rendition of uh, the Archer's theme tune. <laughs> Barrett Green, Barbet Green. I always get confused as to which one it is. Sent in by Jackie. Back in the day, old school Jackie sent that in and, ooh, about uh, May of last year. Um, right now, Lucy. Yes. Can you remind our listeners how they can win the accolade of Dumb De Dumber of the Week? Because we need some fresh ones. Yep. Come on, we we're do. going through the. We're going through that. We're going to be back down to Bing Crosby unless someone rings in quick. Um, if you'd like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, give us a plot prediction, or take some goslings on a joyride. Ring us on o two o three o three one three one o five, or leave us a message on Speakpipe. Thanks to Lovely Sandwiches for her amazing voices, to Samara Smith for sponsoring us, and to Derek for the loan of the back bedroom. Uh, Derek and Milena have been sexting. Well, Derek has. He sent uh, Milena some intimate photos, but she misunderstood and replied saying she didn't realise they had blood sausage in England and was that his dinner? <laughs> <laughs> On this week's show, we have Claire from Scotland via Canada. He's going to talk about some stuff with a spoon who's enjoying a joyful moment. Mrs. Bentos, who thinks that Rob is on a sticky wicket. Blythe Spirit, who makes a great point. Mid-Miss City, who's worried about Pip's love's life and loves a little bit of Debbie. Goddess Diva, whose pupils are dilated but and who misses Cosmo. And Yokel Bear, who is stressed. Oh, we've got loads of juicy calls this week. But first, before we get to the juicy calls, here's a bit of Juicy Loose. <laughs>
This week in Ambridge was sponsored by Strange Management Speak. We had Neil being right across the pigs, which gives the AI man a break, I expect, and a lot of nonsense about going forward from everyone else. Over at Home Farm, we had Brian Aldridge and the Herbal Lay. It's like Harry Potter, only more cross. But we did at least get to hear Debbie, who is always a delight, and more importantly, the same Debbie! Yippee! She is taking time off from her very busy job being made redundant to come home and tell Brian what a silly old sausage is and maybe have an affair while she's around. Your career is taking off, said Linda inaccurately to Kate. Yep, taking off like the Hindenburg and Mm -hmm. career meaning to hurtle downwards really fast. Kate asked Adam for some advice on dealing with Brian when showing him the business plan for the Kate Aldridge Centre for Psychotherapy or Organics or CACPU. Don't get emotional, don't get defensive and show him the figures, said Adam. Kate listened carefully. She then approached Brian and Jenny with the business plan, got defensive, got emotional, but she did write a nice long list of numbers, none of which had any relation to the business plan. Brian understandably told her to sling her hook, as any business venture that centres on a yurt is doomed to failure. (laughs) Uh, Rob had to face some full tosses at the cricket. I know he's a star player, but flipping heck, there's no need to go overboard. In triumph, he is taking his dysfunctional little family off to the Isle of Bloody White. Rob, on a small island. It'll be like Bergerac, bodies all over the shop. However, Peggy, with her usual empathic and entirely accurate grasp of character, thinks that Tichinob is thoughtful and such a nice man. So it must be true. The hospital don't want to see Tony again for another six months. Neither does anyone else, but sadly we don't get a choice. Pat and Tony announced that they were chucking in the farm completely. Yep, it's all over. Apart from working on the farm and in the dairy and living in the house. Apart from that, it'll all be completely different and they are not going to talky talky breathes a huge sigh of relief there was a strange bit when they made the coy announcement that they were retiring and pat went a bit julian and sandy and kept saying go on tony tell them tell them go on tony tell them (laughs) oh what a surprise stefan is not coming back case closed on the culvert charlie sounding as convinced as a bbc executive hearing that the top gear argentina number plates were a random coincidence but unless someone goes back to transylvania <laughs> wrenches open that coffin and removes the crucifix from stefan's chest titchy knob has got away with it kate behaved nauseatingly at phoebe's party no one wants to hear about a dilated cervix when they've got a face full of lamb kebab however <laughs> Phoebe was planning a much more exciting party for she was playing party games like musical chests and hide the sausage. Bert told Carol to bogger that he'd had a good look at her veg. At least I think that's what he said. Anyway, she made him some seed cake, which is revolting, but an old recipe, so therefore must be nice, along with gruel and tripe. And as a result, he decided against setting fire to Frida's corpse and floating her down the am as she might get jammed under a bridge and burn the village down. It's like paying poo sticks with a dead person. What the hell is in seed cake? Toby the sheepdog drove the goslings to Hollertree. He did the steering and two of the geese sat in the front helping him with the sat-nav. It was like Sean the sheep. He bought them from Norfolk and being Toby couldn't help Norfolking about and bought twice as many as they actually needed. And the week climaxed so to speak, with Kate Mm. bursting in on Alex and Phoebe in flagrante adolescence and had a good old shout. Kate was abducting small children, smoking crack and trafficking illegal immigrants by the time she was 14, but that did not (laughs) stop her taking the moral high ground, which was actually quite pleasing to hear. Maybe there is some maternal material in there somewhere after all. She'll be making bloody jam and distressing furniture before we know where we are. The end! No. 
oh, that's a triumph this week. However, having said all that about Kate, when I heard yesterday, I know mm. when I listened to yesterday's, I thought, oh my god, because she's completely messed it all up for herself. She had a moment of, uh, I had, I felt a vague sympathy and a moment of kind of mm, maybe she's not that bad for her, and then she completely blew that out of the water with her behaviour yesterday, which I will not ruin for those what have not heard it. Mm. I felt a little twinge of sympathy for old Kate mm. because if you're going to walk in and see that yeah. you know it's going to scramble your brain isn't it you know you can have all the instincts that you think yeah, and the ethics and, yeah. and whatever that you think that you're going to have and all of a sudden you see a pair of pink buttocks going up and down on, <laughs> on, on your on, daughter on your, yeah on, you know <laughs> <laughs> on your firstborn <laughs> <laughs> you know you're gonna you know it's gonna <laughs> your, your brain's gonna take a leap and you don't know what direction it's gonna leap yeah so exactly you, you just yeah. um and i didn't think that what she said to phoebe afterwards was that okay there was the whole kind of you can you can you can come and talk to me and, and all this kind of stuff and of course that's just kind of nonsense but you know that phoebe oh she she is a, she she knows how to twist a knife in, doesn't yeah. she? You but know. what Kate was saying, we, we shouldn't be talking about this because it happened yesterday. But there we go. Um, what Kate was saying basically was, but where am I in all this? You know, why aren't I? What, uh, what about me? What about me? What about me? What you know? How does this boost my ego? That's what she was saying, wasn't it? Basically, mm. my role is for you to tell. Of course, you could talk to me about. You know, you should be talking to me about it. And and what I thought was maternal safeguarding, I actually think now was just outrage that it was something that was happening that she didn't know about. Yes, because she is this great big uh, Earth Mother, and of yeah. course, when her daughter is about to embark on her first sexual adventure, of course, she'd come to her mother and sit down and talk to her about it, and, yeah, and whatever. But as Phoebe says, who does that? Yeah, exactly. You know, in the real world, who yeah. does that? Yeah. you know so anyway i i just um to say that this whole thing was was somewhat signposted is it, put putting it mildly however yes you know we weren't necessarily expecting kate to walk in but yeah we all knew that yeah. uh, phoebe's petals so to speak were going to get plucked yeah you know, you know, so <laughs> they were going to get what oh plucked um i think <laughs> yes Lucy. i think um uh somebody on twitter said it best and i'm i'm very sorry i've forgotten who it was but they said when everyone went, oh, shut up, Kate! They all said, "What? Well, be fair, what were, they, what were you expecting her to do? Come in and light a cigarette for Alex? <laughs> and you kind of think, yeah, exactly. What were you expecting, really? Mm. She is, you know, she is human. But then she went and wrecked it by being a complete idiot the next day. Mm. But there we are. Uh, now we've had a little bit of a, a, a chatette about uh, our thoughts and feelings on the last seven days. Why don't we go to the great caller inners of the universe that is Dumpty Dum? Are you supposed to answer in the affirmative there? Sorry, say, yes, let's no. do that then. Well, you, you can say no, so you'd rather just continue <laughs> nah. to chat. And to, to, to hell with the caller in us. <laughs> Hello, Ambridge 3962. Hello, Dumpty Dum, from Scotland via Canada here. My academic daughter, who was staying with me until graduation, has graduated and departed. So it's now safe to listen to the archers and to Dumpty Dum again. She did suggest, incidentally, that I try to convert her to the archers while she was staying, but as I wasn't convinced it was going to make sufficient sense to a newcomer at any of the various weeks when she was staying here, 
uh, we didn't go through with that experiment in the end, and I'm really rather glad we didn't, because having caught up, I'm not sure it makes a lot of sense to me. Now, if I've got this right, and there's a very large chance I haven't, there are now 250 geese at Hollow Tree. There was going to be 100 geese, or possibly there was going to be 200. I can't remember which, and that in and of itself is probably part of the problem, but it struck me as I was listening to it that increasing the number by that much meant a bit more than expanding the pens, because surely now you need to get in more drinking water and more food, and thereby counterbalance any additional profit you'd have made, because surely if you don't do that, the geese are going to be fighting doubly hard for sustenance, and that cannot be good, and it's all left me rather tempted to bring up animal welfare and complain about a case of overcrowded geese at Hollow Tree on Brookfield Farm, no fault of the archers. Claire, to be honest, I cannot remember a week that would be a good week to introduce someone to the archers. Because if you pick a week (laughs) when nothing happens... (laughs) Then the person listens to it and thinks, why the bloody hell would I want to listen to a load of people preparing for a vegetable show? But if you pick one when lots is happening, you'd just spend the whole week going, ah, no, no, well, no, you see, no, the reason it is significant that Clary hasn't found a dress for the wedding, or the reason it is significant that Fallon's lost her bunting is blah, 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 (laughs) at which point the person looks at you as if you should be sectioned. So, you know, either way... You can't recommend, you can't introduce someone to it. My, I do it by, um, it's a bit like the, the, the Jesuits, sort of uh, insinuation. I just leave it on and Tilly has now started to listen. If I say, do you want to listen to the archers? She says, ha ha, no, and leaves. If I just have it on, sometimes she'll say, who's that talking? Or why is that man cross? Or why da 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 da? So that's quite, so I'm gradually leading her in you see that's my plan and even my other half said the other day why is brian shouting and i said because he's cross about a herbal lay and simon said what's that, that no. herbal lay <laughs> yeah. herbal lay oh, don't honestly it's taken me 24 hours to... thanks roy that's all back now it took me until sunday evening to stop that and now you've started it all over again <laughs> But Simon got as far as going. Herbalay, <laughs> He was going. What's a herbal? No, don't tell me. It's fine. I don't. I don't I'm getting drawn in. I don't want to know what herbalay is. <laughs> I only want to know where you herbalay. All, all the way back from Woburn Abbey, I was singing that. <laughs> <laughs> it works really well though. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's too early in the morning. <laughs> joyful event listening to tony and pat planning for the future and that tony <laughs> had admitted to being churlish in the past churlish that's an understatement tony tony's been psychotic for about the last decade but anyway 
Well, it's always doomed to failure, isn't it? When you hear people on the arches discussing <laughs> joyful events, you know that one of them's going to be dead within the week. So it's just a matter of which one's next. You've got the giggles now, haven't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can hear you chuckling away to yourself, you big idiot. <laughs> well, at least you've had your turn to lose it on Dumpty Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're done with the spoon now. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Greetings to Lucy Royfield and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's Witherspoon, Angus Haggis, and Handsome Husband calling not from New York City or my office in downtown Summit, but from Chesterfield, New Hampshire. We're sitting on our deck overlooking a beautiful field. It just as well could be Adam's field of herbal lay on a bucolic summer's day in Ambridge. A happy 4th of July to all. As it's a bank holiday weekend, as you lot say, and I'm on holiday, as you lot say, I'll just comment on one joyful event of the past week. A small tear came to my eye listening to Tony and Pat talk with Tom and Helen about plans for the future, and Tony apologize about his churlishness in the past. Their cruise must have been most therapeutic. And it seems that new Tony likes new Tom much better than new Tony liked old Tom and old Tony liked old Tom. I don't think that old Tony ever met new Tom. It also seems that the scriptwriters are easing us into a gradual generational transition at Bridge Farm, Home Farm, and lastly, Brookfield. Ah, I see that Angus is doing a lot of exploring. He must be looking for scruff. As I sip on my glass of Brian's pilfered wine and reflect upon our two nations' historic and special relationship, I wish you a good day from New England. Until next week, it's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis signing off. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Toss salads and scrambled eggs Mercy This is probably um, the, the ideal time to say that This uh, July 25th thing is on folks And um, we, we have, um, we have a, a little venue Which is only the venue that we used before uh, But they're nice there so we decided to go back so um, if you would like to come and hang out with um, 15, 16, 17 odd dumpty dummers in London. They're not that on... odd. <laughs> well, well, some of them are, admittedly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, dumpty dummers uh, come down to Cocodelic, uh, which is in West London on July 25th. Um, it's not going to be much of a dumpty dum do because Lucy's not there. But it just means that we can have a drink, uh, we can have something to eat, and we can have the place to ourselves on a sat Saturday night. So um, if you'd like to come along, go on to the Book of Base, find us on there, and hit um, the button that says you're coming along on the event. <laughs> <laughs> Is Sorry. there a button that says, I am coming along to the event? <laughs> Thing, That's very yes. specific. <laughs> <laughs> They've up their game, haven't they? Facebook haven't been on for ages. And uh, the, the big draw is that the big butch uh, psychotherapist gentleman uh, from Manhattan uh, will be there too. So there you go. Witherspoon will be there. So. Ooh. Ooh. Um, now, talking about people who will be coming along uh, to our event on July 25th. Oh, Andrew Horn is, he said. He said he was coming to it. Yes, I know. And yes. uh, because he's got, he's got a pass, hasn't he? Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that was supposed to be a neat link for me to say. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right, because I'm a professional, professional sorry. podcaster. <laughs> Talking about people who will be coming along to the event on the 25th, here's a call from Miss Bentos. Hello, Dumpty Dime, it's Mrs Bentos here. This week, I think, on The Archers was brought to us by a few missed opportunities. Was I really think, with the Phoebe storyline, that Alex should have turned out to have been a girl. I think with a, a sort of gender-neutral gender name like Alex, that could have been a, a nice little twist. And I think it would have been maybe a slightly more interesting storyline if we'd have seen that Kate's uh, so-called liberal hippiness might have been challenged a little bit more. As it is, I think we all thought she was a bit of a hypocrite for being so shocked and appalled that two teenage kids would have used a, an empty house to try and, you know, get up to a bit of naughtiness. I think it's probably a lot less than Kate would have done herself. And also, where, where was Rory? I, I kept thinking he was going to wander in on them rather than Kate. Surely he must have finished boarding school by now. The term must be over. I'm convinced that, in fact, he's not actually going to school and... In fact, he's just been kept locked in a cupboard somewhere in Ambridge, a bit like Harry Potter. Maybe he's under the stairs. I'm sure he was sort of thumping about in a previous episode. It sounded like he was rolling around. Maybe he's tied up. Um, also, I think maybe Roy is sharing a cupboard with Rory, Rory Rari, because this week he sounded like he was talking through a door. It was all very odd. We're talking of odd things. Toby and his obsession with goslings is just getting worse. I'm, I've never heard of anyone getting so carried away that they they overbuy in the gosling stakes really quite an oddball you can sort of imagine him saying oh they were so cute i couldn't resist just don't really know what he's uh, he's playing at with his hilarious comedy horn this week as well um rather than the sort of dukes of hazard theme tune or whatever it was that he was playing i think his horn should have been the sound of 250 geese honking um because that would obviously be completely hilarious and very, very appealing. Anyway, um, I think I'd better go off. I'm, I need to go and order myself a hamper. And I thought I might order one for Pip and the Fair Brethren as well, a three-person one from Fallon. Um, she's come up with quite a catchy name for that one. It's called the Squash Up on the Front Seat and Don't Spare the Horn Hamper. Um, she has given me a warning that it contains sausages. Thanks very much. Keep up the good work. Uh, yes, just talking about the hilarious comedy horn and the overbuying of the geese. There was a lot of comedy horn in the arches this week, um, <laughs> one way or another. I don't. Do they even make hooters like that anymore? It's like, is it like um, the flipping Dukes of Hazard? Isn't it? Mm, they had absolutely. that. Absolutely. I Honestly. never watched that, you know. But anyway, oh, I loved it. Uh, yes, comedy hooter. He's such an arse, isn't he, old Toby? But you can tell um, that Pip really, really, really does quite fancy him in a kind of a, as long as he keeps his mouth shut, sort of way. Well, there was the She scene... likes talking to Rex, but she likes looking at Toby in the nip, I think. Well, you know, there was the... Uh, the shower uh, scene. The scene, yes, when yes. he was all nude. Stripped. Or at least, yeah, and wet. And, uh, oh, hand me my towel, please, Pip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> she said, yes. But yes. Um... <laughs> what did you think about this Jill thing? Let's suddenly wrench Grace Archer back into it just because she's coming in for the anniversary issue. What? The actress that played Grace Archer mm. is coming back for the 
750 millionth episode of the archers whenever that is and she's coming back in as a as a character just to do a cameo appearance she's about 94 or something you know what i started reading something and i didn't get to the end of the article it's obviously that article wasn't it yeah because she's still alive yeah Mm. so she didn't die in that fire you see (laughs) um but but as a result all of a sudden we've got jill being really really weird about the fair brothers brothers and David, David's a bit guarded with them, isn't he? But that might be because they're both sniffing Pip's crotch. But there's kind of um, <laughs> there's a there's a whole arch of slight frostiness because of Elizabeth and um, uh, what's his name, Fair Brother. What was he called? I've gone can't, blank. Can't remember the one that she had the affair with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <sighs> I thought, you know what? I thought the the kind of slight frostiness was the fact that it's Phil's first wife. And it was just un- uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, but Jill's never seemed to express any particular... But I suppose it hasn't kind of come up before, has it? Mm, no, exactly. What with her being before. dead and everything. but And yeah. the fair brethren nev- not being in it for about 20 yes. years. Okay, yes. It's just all of a sudden she sounds as, as uh, irritated by grace's ghost as she was as a newlywed but you know the husband's dead but i suppose maybe that sort of resentment doesn't change i don't know maybe it's something you hold with you i don't know um well it could go one of either two ways couldn't it you could say oh you know it's all in the past phil feels dead blah 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 who cares or, <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't think she'd say phil's dead who cares but i know you <laughs> You never know. It's a little harsh. Hello, lovely dumdy dum people. It's Sam here. I'm on Twitter's at D. I missed last week's uh, tweet along as I was busy dealing with Hell's house guest, as those who follow me on Twitter will be only too aware. So I'm not sure that this week was any less traumatic, to be honest, uh, given the smut and filth and innuendo. Obviously, I am appalled and uh, shall be writing to the scriptwriters forthwith to demand that they wash their mouths and indeed pens out with carbolic soap, because frankly disgraceful what with pip and the fair brethren uh phoebe and alex which if i'd had any internal organs left inside would have turned them inside out and uh all the general smut that i seem to find everywhere um clearly this is not me this is definitely a problem with the scriptwriters because uh my followers and followees on twitter seem to have the same problem um I'm sure it's not us. I'm sure it's definitely them. Anyway, hope all's well. Lots of love. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Sam Mary D. Um, yes, she was talking about the, 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 the rumpus pumpus going on in Ambridge. Phoebe and Alex and the Fair Brethren and Pip and all that. It's like cold comfort farm when the souk binds out. They're all at it like knives. This, this Fair Brethren and Pip thing, it's all a bit pointless as well for Pip because... She's going away. Surely she'd just be concentrating she's on that. Not, though, is she? No, she's well, not. But I mean, in reality, if she, if she was a nineteen-year-old girl just about to move away and start an amazing job, which might involve her travelling all over the world, she's not going to be pissing around with, you know, two little backward businessmen who, you know, aren't doing a terrifically good job of setting up a goose farm, is she? No matter how how good they look under a pump. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, 
But um, I think they're, they're doing a decent job with the goose farm, aren't they? Well, he bought too many and there's not room for them all. Well, squeeze them in. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I don't know. Other than she ain't going to Brazil or anywhere no, no. Uh, far soon. So there's going to be enough time to explore uh, this love triangle uh, between her and the but we've already had bedroom. that story haven't we we've had uh, we've had emma trapped between ed and will good heavens well done i hadn't even made that connection you know it's just a bit it's the same old same old isn't it well done lucy <laughs> yeah. thank you very much do i get a badge or a raise <laughs> you get a sarah smith cloth yay yay Hello, dumb stomach. Yokel Bear here, calling from that place. Bit stressed here at Yokel Bear Towers at the moment. Currently writing up my master's dissertation, and it's not going terribly well. Um, and so I thought, well, what better time to call Dumpty Dum? And I'm definitely not doing this as avoiding my, writing my dissertation. But basically, this week in Ambridge, well, it's all about sex, wasn't it? I um, think there's Viagra in the water. Carol Tregoran, seed cake, what a euphemism. And of course the dirty weekend coming up between the evil Rob and Helen on the Isle of Wight. So romantic. But of course there was also the whole Alex and Phoebe thing. Which actually, thinking back now after listening to it, it's a little bit uncomfortable with it. I thought Phoebe showed... A bit of hesitation, and Alex was kind of, you know, pushing, going, no, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. And didn't feel 100% confident with that, or comfortable, I should say. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, one thing's for sure, I think this is going to really destroy the relationship between Phoebe and Kate. Kate has obviously gone storming in there, um, as, you know, as I think mothers would. But I think Phoebe will interpret this as there is literally nowhere in my life that you're not meddling and poking your nose in, Kate. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes, to be honest with you. Right, I'm going to go back and start writing more of my, well, you know, let's not mention it. Stop! Piss it around and do your dissertation, Yokel Bear. Stop using us as as to stop blaming us for not for procrastination. Get on with it. Um, and he says as well, it's all about the sex. But he said that he could detect, and I agree with him because I always agree with Yokel Bear. Um, there was Phoebe did sound a bit uneasy. The preparations for this magical event, which let's face it, the first time is never magical for the woman um uh you know she sounded a bit kind of uh, not quite sure so was he thinks that kate did her a favor sound that unsure or was that just dramatic uh license you know the pauses in her voice and whatever and the way it was written so we were under no illusions of what actually yeah. was going to happen that he wasn't because... going to bring a jigsaw around or something you know exactly <laughs> um and and actually I have to listen to those episodes again but the way that it played out in my head was she was just saying yes okay this is going to happen we've talked about it um we're both going along you know we're both <clears throat> doing this together um but it's going to be our first time that's the way that I read it that you know it was a certain amount of understandable 
uh, nervous yes. trepida- trepidation. Exactly. Mm. It wasn't as if he was saying, "Oh yeah, don't worry, leave it to me." Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. He wasn't like that at all. You know, no. he was displaying a certain amount of uh, sympathy. Uh, you know, sympathy too. Yeah. You know, he he was the way that I read it. Uh, he was, you know, being a considerate kind of boyfriend. But mm. he was, but but he was. You know, he was uh, the boy in inverted commas. So he was a little bit more, dare I say, up for it. Yes. Than she was. But yeah. he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, you know, going in there with hobnail boots on and saying, don't worry, I've done this all before. Um, that would be very, very unfortunate going in there with hobnail boots on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not at all the sort of thing that you want. <laughs> Brings tears to your eyes. <laughs> Hello, Dumpty Dum, Blood Spirit calling. I've got a question. Is Tamara Capital the only mega corporation in existence that doesn't have an HR department? Why am I asking this question? Well, because Charlie doesn't appear to be able to get Stefan's number other than through Rob. Yes, I appreciate it's being done for dramatic effect. I appreciate that the whole Colvert storyline is being dragged out to infinity. But in normal circumstances, what would happen is that Charlie would go to Rob and say, oh, I want to talk to Stefan about something. Can I have his number? And instead of Rob going, oh, no, no, I'm the only person who can talk to him because obviously I have something incredibly important to hide and you're not allowed to talk to him. Rob would say, yeah, OK, here's his number. And if Rob didn't give Charlie the number, Charlie would say, OK, well, I'll just go to HR then. Mm, yes. Just another example of what Witherspoon has entirely accurately identified in the archers of the fact that people do not confront each other. They do not call each other on things. And in this case, yes, a bit frustrating but obviously being done so that they can drag out the storyline. I think, Miss Spirit, that that is a most excellent point. Yeah. That, of course, you just go to HR. Yeah. Mm. So, what do you reckon, Luce? We've had an email which kind of fits in with that. Um, oh, go on. Uh, from Elizabeth Church, who says, I predict that... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
While uh, Rob and Helen are in the Isle of Wight, Charlie will find out about Stefan by finding his details in the office. Mm. I think that makes a whole load yeah. of sense. Because where the hell has this holiday come from? They've no, no one ever goes on holiday in Ambridge, apart from Pat and Tony, who go away and then come back. Well, that's it, not true. But holidays... David and Ruth went off to Prague a couple of years ago, and he got her up stick. Yeah, but... Yeah. Normal people go Lillian's on holiday more often. Going on They're holiday. all right. Okay. Lillian and Jenny went away just just the other day. All right, then I'm completely wrong. I'll shut up. No. Mm. Yes. Kenton just went off to Australia and spunked a whole load of money away. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to say no one ever goes away on holiday? <laughs> <laughs> no, but just a kind. It's like no one ever goes home to see their family that we don't know. Pat, yes. who the hell is Pat's family? She was Welsh once. <laughs> Where are they? Where is the Welsh <laughs> contingent? Um, Elizabeth Church also said she thinks that Rob will be infertile and not able to give Helen the baby he wants her to have. Oh. Crumbs, wouldn't that be a turn up for the book? It would. Mm. I quite like these plot predictions, Emma mm. Church. Keep them coming. Quality. Yeah. Quality yeah. predictions. Yeah. Uh, if only all the other predictions we got from our email winners were so good. <laughs> um, There's the bar, everybody. <laughs> Emma Church has set it pretty high. Except she's, except she's called Elizabeth. Apart from that, oh. she's. <laughs> oh no, I, I, I did. I worked with an Emma Church. That's the reason why I said Emma ah. Church. Mm. She wants to know, by the way, mm. that uh, she said, "Can we have a posthumous John?" Because the late Mr. Church was mm. John. Does that count or is it too late? I think we can have a posthumous John. Yeah, no. John the Eighth. There yeah. you go. Marvellous. Yeah, well done. John the Eighth uh, awarded posthumously to John Church. Fabulous. Hi, it's Miss Mid-City here. First thought being, actually, I can now tell the fair brethren apart. Toby is the one who's a real git and Rex is the one who always sounds a bit worried. So it's not so much about their voices as to the way their characters are developing. That's how I can tell them apart. I think I would be, I'd be in real trouble if Charlie and Tom were in a scene with the Fair Brethren. I would, I'd really be struggling then. The other thought I had, going back to the Fair Brethren, is... <laughs> is that we're, we're, it looks as though we're being teed up nicely for a, another love triangle Pip and two brothers there's one who seems keen on her, Rex and the other one who she seems keen on but is not as keen on her as she is on him, Toby mm, it's not going to end very well even though Pip is throwing herself like a real Olympian at Toby. I don't think he's particularly interested. So it sounds as though Rex is going to be pining for her on the sidelines. And maybe by the time she realises his feelings for her, she will be off at her new job, which takes her around the world. Good news if Debbie's coming back. I like that particular idea because I, I like her as a character. And it's nice to have people come back. Those were my thoughts. I had some more thoughts, but those will do for now. Miss Mid-City, worried about mm. Pip's love life. 
well, she's going to get stuck, isn't she? And it's going to be a big dilemma and blah, blah, blah. And she's going to fall for Toby, who is going to, um, you know, let her down. And then she's going to go for Mr. Nice Guy, Rex. And then they'll get married. And then that will set the family dynamic up for the next 40 years in Ambridge. Pip as the matriarch with reliable, cosy husband, uh, Vivat Rex, um, and Toby as the ne'er-do-well brother. Um, can I just um, add that um, I love Tamsin Thingamibobbly that plays Debbie. Yes. And, um, and the fact that she's coming back gives me a proper sense of joy. I know. And she's so famous. She's so mm. famous. She's had a massive West End run with Women on the Edge of a Nervous Breakdown. She's done episodes and she's done black books and she's brilliant mm. and funny and beautiful and clever. And she's still sticking to the archers, which is so mm. great. And uh, on Friday night, is it Friday night dinner, Friday night supper? I loved her on that. Did you oh, ever yeah. watch that? Just... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, one of my favourite bits this week was her conversation with Brian, where she was telling him to calm down. Mm. When and when he said, honestly, I'm surrounded by women, and she said, well, it's never bothered you before. And he said, I didn't have to live with them. And then he went, oh, and she sort of tutted, and he went, sorry, yeah. and she said, oh, it's all right, I know you by now. And I think mm. it's, it's such an honest relationship. Yes, absolutely, that. lovely. Mm. And also that she's the only per the only sensible person he can sound off to because she understands Kate, she understands Lily, and she understands the things that wind Brian up. But, you know, it's all right for her. She's a nice long way away in Prague and he's having mm. to deal with them all making his swimming pool go purple. So you can kind of see, really. You know, um, who was our Canadian caller in last week from Winnipeg? Isaac Q. Oh, well done, Isaac Q. And he said that, um, I think, was it Isaac Q that talked about Brian? I can't remember. I think it was because he was talking about the fact that there are, there are very few complex uh, male characters. So, so I'm getting this slightly wrong. I do apologise. But um, the more time goes on, you do realise that Brian is an amazing character in that there is comedy there. There is, you know, the, the sense of frustration. There is, yeah. you, get, you get the whole kit and caboodle with a bit of Brian, don't you? You yeah. know, you, get, yeah. you, go, you can go through all of the gears. It can play it straight. It can play it comedically. Yeah, yeah. You know, and actually as a character, you know, there is true, true light, light and shade. Yeah. But it's not too dark and it's not too light. And it's absolutely brilliant. So, um, yes, uh, that was absolutely spot on, and um, and uh, I love me a, a bit of Brian Aldridge in a way that I didn't for years. Yeah, you know, and it has to be said, it's actually the caller inners and the emailer inners uh, talking about. It. You actually realise, no, yeah, you know, Brian actually is um, a great character, and he's been written really well. He's been served really well by the script writers. There was a beautiful bit as well. Brian's so subtle. Mm. That's what I like about him. Um, he he, <laughs> when Alex did his creepy, creepy mother of the girl I'm just about to rob of her virginity. Um, Hello, Mrs. Aldridge. Grandmother of the girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and when he was talking to, to Jenny and he said, um, and thank you so much, Mr. Aldridge. And Jennifer said, oh, call him Brian. And Brian just went, oh. <laughs> there was just this, <laughs> this kind of, oh, actually, I quite liked being called a Mr. Aldridge. Thank you. I'll decide. <laughs> 
but it was great and when he mm. goes on about kate's cooking and she says don't touch my vegan ingredients and he says don't worry <laughs> you know it's just so lovely <laughs> very 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 good mm. i love brian hello dumpty dum um goddess diva here recovered from a week of tent flaps lionel richie and seeing cinnamon dreams on the greenfield I have to say, though, that unlike Kate, the only thing that was dilated was possibly my pupils at some point, and that was definitely through lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What have I got to say about the archers this week? Well, peer myself laughing at the fact that Phoebe got laid before Pip. <laughs> Even though Alex, I don't like him. He's a bit creepy. I, yeah, I'm not very comfortable with Alex at all. Phoebe didn't sound too sure at all about her proper birthday yeah that was really creepy didn't like that in the slightest but what can i say props to her she got laid before pip did even though pip's been trying really hard with the wet t-shirt wet t-shirt competition type thing it all got a little bit confessions of a goose farmer and was innuendo city it was a bit okay and much as this isn't a popular thing now, I've had enough of Jill. Jill needs just to piss off, really. I'm so tired of her being so wistful and... Oh, no, no, you're getting on my nerves, love. Stop it. Actually, speak properly because you're just getting on, my, getting on my nerves. I don't know if that's lack of sleep, an overdose of the who and Paul Weller, or just having me rudimentals broken. I don't know. But anyhow, it's nice to be back. It's lovely to still be here in the podcast. I managed to tweet along at Glastonbury, but couldn't listen to the podcast till I got home. And I have to say, peeing myself again at Pat's shaving arrangements. I, I laughed so hard, I needed my inhalers. Anywho, quick one this week, and I will speak to you again soon. Still loving the podcast more than a year on. Loving hearing all the new voices. And missing Cosmo for some reason. His dulcet tones seem to make my week. Okay, ta-ra! Uh, Goddess Diva is missing Cosmo. Yes, we all are, because we've all got a list of questions. There was a list of questions for Cosmo um, from Claire uh, in Scotland via Canada that he has to answer, so we'll keep him busy when he comes back from his latest trip abroad. And that is your lot from the calls. Yes. Um... We haven't really talked about Kate's slapdown from Mar and Pa regarding, you know, we haven't talked about it in any detail, you know, the, no. the investment idea. I thought, right, that yes, the figures were a little bit kind of scant because, you know, we all got to see them, of course, listening on the radio. Um, <laughs> but... Oh, that's another bit I loved. Sorry, I'm just interrupting. But when we have to listen on the radio to people on the radio we have to listen to roy listening to david on the radio <laughs> on the radio <laughs> yes. it's just hilarious makes me laugh every time they do it no one ever goes on local television it's always local radio sorry carry on yes the business plan mm. no i just thought that they flew off the handle a little bit too quickly but it was a shit business even the copy was really bad set in a setting <laughs> this be- relaxing ther- therapy centre set in a beautiful setting <laughs> or whatever it was and I thought yeah Kate has spent I don't know 45 minutes on this business plan tops then she's wandered off to go and lie back by the pool again 
and have a you know gin and spinach smoothie and and and, and think that she's done a tremendous <laughs> job you know we've worked really hard today i deserve this blah, blah, blah. <laughs> absolute bloody nonsense business Listen. plans take days to do they're horrible yeah, but it could have been like a good executive summary. But listen, I, I'm I'm with you, right? And uh, all this uh, yurt stuff in in the middle of Borsetshire. But Jenny joined me. in, didn't she? Normally, yeah. But she's this kind is of the thing. More... But no, she's completely behind yeah. Brian right yeah. now with the, uh, the the cake bashing. Yeah, you know, or at least you know, because... keeping it real. Shall that's we say. because Brian is not shagging anybody else. When she thinks, when Brian's tit- <laughs> when's Brian when Brian is titting about, that's when Jenny joins forces with the children. And mm. uses them to uh, get at him. Mm. Because she never wants to address actually what he's doing. She never says to him directly, you are bonking someone else. She just says, the children are very angry with you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that's an oversimplification or an astute Of course it is. This is me. Of course it's a massive mm. oversimplification. Uh, all right. So whilst we ponder on that, because I think that might well be an astute observation uh let's take five and come back the other side the touch of millie and then the top five hashtag the archers tweets of the last seven days hello i'm sarah smith proud sponsor of dumpty dum if you want to polish up your albion give your optics a wipe or even mop up after your ferrets sarah smith cloths are eco-friendly reusable and washable and you know a bit posh Sarah Smith, available from Sainsbury's for the Posher Washer. Proud sponsors of Dumpty Dum. Fancy getting your mouth around something warm? Something comforting you can really get a firm grip on? Why not buy a Dumpty Dum mug from the shop at dumptydum.com? Goes down lovely. Um, my name is Kate. My name's Joe. My name's Nicola. My name is Suzanne Hakimi. My name is Mary Parkinson. I'm in Hope House as a client. Um, I have had addiction issues um, throughout Hope my House, life, um, um, including an eating disorder, heroin, crack, um, addiction drink, to drugs, methadone, and alcohol. I'm here because it got really bad. Hope House started off as an eight-bed unit in Maida Vale, and um, we're an all-women unit. I had read an article about Hope House some months before, and when I read about it, what I read or what I took away from the article was that this was a place where women worked to help other women. Coming soon to iTunes, 1001 Conversations, a new podcast from Royfield Brown. G'day everyone, it's Millie Bell here and it's freezing, it was minus one this morning. We've had another fun week on the Book of Face and Karen Making Wall on Archer's Appreciation has a pithy little wet t-shirt time, gives you the pip. Jenny Stevens in Ambridge Attic says, I still think Brian gets all the best lines, and I must admit, I just think he's getting better and better. Jerry Rowley said, David need help, needs help at Brookfield, and Kate needs a job. Join the dots. And Martin James said, coming soon, a hilarious episode in which 250 hungry geese escape into David's cereals. 
Margaret Saunter in Arches Appreciation says, Result, my three-year-old granddaughter is sitting in the kitchen on a little stool, eating an ice lolly and listening to the archers. She liked the geese. They are her new favourite characters. <laughs> Martin Pickering in Upstairs at the Bull said, A chance to use my horn? Oh, really? David Wood in Archers Appreciation said, What's happened to Kathy and Jamie? Discuss. We cannot go through all the people who are not being featured at the moment. I'm sure they'll be in there soon. Jeff Slade in Ambridge Attic said, So when is David going to cotton on that Rex and his ridiculous brother are on hand to help on the farm in the absence of Ruth and Pip? Mark Bradbury in Ambridge Attic said, Waiting for the Bear Brothers boys to be invited around for Elevenses just so I can hear the question, Would you like some tea, Rex? As Mark Bradbury says, he's feeling mischievous. The Fairbrother boys are really featuring at the moment, aren't they? Bethy, or Bethia, I'm not sure, Jenna in Archer's Appreciation said, That exchange between Bert and Mrs. Toboggan was a bit carry-on up the garden path. And I did put on a link for the latest Shambridge episode, which is so funny. And if you haven't heard it, go to our Dumpty Dum Facebook page and just click on the link because it's brilliant. Now, we asked you who would you invest in in uh, Ambridge. And uh, Katie Michelle Duhamel said, Fallon's nascent business, will she just buy the organic shop and get on with it? And Diane Telford said, they obviously need a hairdresser. For the ladies, it seems to be an event to go. And for the men, do of them, any of them ever actually get a haircut? Valerie Bayliss said, how about a pet shop for all the non-existent pets in Ambridge? Or an off-license to send Kenton over the edge? You're naughty, Valerie. And Nicholas Barnes wrote an essay, which I will endeavour to do some justice to now. He said, let's see. Pat, Tony, Tom, Rob. I would say Helen, but let's face it, Rob would be the controlling factor there. No way. Pat and Tony would be backseat driving. Tom would drop everything and run away to Canada again at a moment's notice. And Rob, well, Rob, enough said. The bull. I'd want a controlling share. Couldn't be doing with Kenton. Did that glass of beer just conspire against me, Archer? <laughs> David Ruth Pip. Do I get to spend lots of time going over figures with new Pip? Yes. Okay. Count me in. Fallon. Hi, I'd throw a few quid into a cafe venture if it meant I got free tea and buns every time I passed by. There you go, Ro, I feel. That's the way to get through to Fallon. Um, Ed? Uh, no. BL? As long as I could secure agreement from the board that Martin's tab would be cleared and he wouldn't be allowed any credit in future. Yes. Okay. Demara Capital? Absolutely. As long as they sacked Rob first. Grey Gables? Like Fallon's cap? I'd throw a few quid in just to get bread and breakfast whenever I needed it. Eddie and Joe are running away very quickly. <laughs> uh, home farm with Brian in charge? No. Adam and Debbie? Yes. Chris? Why not? There will always be a need for a farrier blacksmith, whatever. Alistair? I wouldn't trust the man not to gamble it away. And Lower Loxley? No. I'd recommend that the National Trust take it over. That's about it, isn't it? Well, it is, and that's about it from me. And um, I haven't had much response from people... Uh, with ideas about how to make our Facebook page more dynamic. So I'm going to try a slightly different tack and I really encourage you to get involved. I'm going to start finding out a little bit more about our dear listeners. Some of you phoning regularly and some of you not at all, but we'd like to know who's listening to us. So with your indulgence, I'm going to ask you a few questions over the next few weeks and if you can respond, I would love it. And I'm looking forward to getting to know you better. Have an awesome week. Hooroo! Thank you, Miss Bell. Uh, Lucy. Mm-hmm.
hit us with now five hashtag oh, the really? artist tweets of the week. No, five. One, two, three. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Because you know, because we know we're trying to keep these yeah. shows edited and tight. So. <laughs> Oh, yes. Mm. Right. Lawrence Carey. It's about time Kenton had a fill moment. Kenton, can you hear me? Dad, is that you? Yes. Stop being a twat. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the Happy Gardener is a new convert to the Archers and even better, a new convert to Dumpty Dum. Hello, Happy Gardener. He said, he tweeted, which prompted a volley of tweets, I have only just started listening. At the moment, I hate everybody. Who should I hate? <laughs> and Lizzie F.A. said, I've hated Shula since about 1980. <laughs> I love the way she can pinpoint the year. I think it's 1982. Um, Rebs7 said, Was Phoebe doing it with earphones in? I'd have been dressed by the time Kate had hollered her way up the stairs. Hashtag youth sex. Yes, me too. Mm. She didn't. She wasn't exactly quiet, was she? But they did have music on. In an effort to distract from the pain and general. Have you ever got caught, or nearly got caught, with your parents doing a similar thing? With my parents? What do you mean? By my parents? Yes. No. Have you? I did once. Did you? Mm. (laughs) But it's a family podcast. But no, I. Well, but you mm. accidentally saw your mum. What? No, don't you remember? You, when you taught them how to use Skype and then oh. they Skype to <laughs> mid-afternoon and you said there were boobs yeah. going everywhere as you put it <laughs> exactly there you go you got your revenge then <laughs> yes um, did, anyway. did, did your dad just stand at the doorway saying Roy Phil you're coming for breakfast <laughs> like he did the other day <laughs> I'll tell you what it was right and I, I must have, I was thinking I was 17. I won't tell anyone. No mm. one's listening. It's all right. All right. Good. Right. So I was about 17 mm. and I had this girlfriend called Petra Sparks and, you know. Whoa, whoa, that... whoa, whoa, whoa. Called what? Yeah. She, was, she had Hungarian parents. Petra Sparks. I don't know where the Sparks bit came in, but whatever. Right. That's immaterial. Okay. Right. So, and we used to. Was she sparking sneak... before or afterwards? <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. So we used to sneak home after uh, after the sixth form, and my dad worked shifts. That that's the salient uh, point here, yes. right? And I could kind of work out if my dad left at let's say uh, quarter past eight. You know, he's going to be home at about quarter past four. But it was never an exact science, right? <laughs> anyway, so she says, "Oh, let's nip round to yours." So we, we sprinted round to mine after double psychology or something or another. I can't remember, and. <laughs> She, and we were just just kind of disrobing, uh, and she went. I just heard a car door. I went, woman, shush your noise. There's no car door. <laughs> <laughs> she went, no, 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 no. I've heard a car door, and I went, please, don't be so ridiculous. My dad's not home anytime soon. She said, Royfield. So this felt this felt like this went on for about this five hours. This interminable kind of arguing. Of course, it's more like five seconds. She said, please have a look. I looked out the window. I couldn't believe it. My dad was on the driveway with my little baby brother. And I just like sprinted back to my bedroom and went, it's my dad! (laughs) (laughs) And I was properly in the buff. 
and I just threw my clothes into the bathroom, closed the door. My dad, for some strange reason, just marched straight upstairs, opened the bathroom door and said, who's in the bedroom? I went, what? And he just opened the bedroom door. I only had my trousers on. No, I had my pants on, right? He opened the bedroom door and she was sat on the bed, fully clothed. She said, hello, Mr. Brown. (laughs) Good girl. I just went, oh my God. And my dad went, hmm. (laughs) Come downstairs for a cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God. My dad went, that's the one. She went, well, I'm not wearing anything underneath. You know, she just <laughs> threw her dress on. There's no bra, no knickers, no nothing like this. I was like, oh my God. She was sitting Lucy, there crocheting I've when she came. N- never been so scared in all my life. When my, when, she, when my dad opened the door, I went, oh God. Hello, Mr. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so, an episode of Frasier, you know, where there's all the doors going left, right and centre and someone's in the bathroom and somebody's gone, you know, shuffling off sideways. Into mm. another room and sort of semi-clothed. There's a lot of, lot of door fast nonsense, isn't there? Um, mm. Why was your dad so convinced there was going to be somebody in the bedroom, though? I have no idea. I have no idea. He just marched straight upstairs, and it wasn't as if there was any of the paraphernalia downstairs, so he knew that there was there was a girl in the house. He just, I don't know. He had dad's sixth sense, and he just walked straight upstairs, opened the bedroom <laughs> door, said, "Who's in the bedroom?" <laughs> Yeah. So, but how oh, did you know. explain the fact that you you had a visitor and you were in the bathroom just Listen, in your pants? My 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 father's not a fool. No. Right. You know. He, he, you he know. just said you've you've got yourself a girlfriend who could get dressed very quickly. That was all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, very 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 funny. In in hindsight, at the time, extremely scary. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's my little brother saying. Who's in your bedroom? He <laughs> <laughs> was only about two or so, the two Aww. or three. He was very, very small. But anyway, anyway, where are we? Have we done all the caller in us? I mean, yeah, all the, the all the emailer in us. I mean, all the texter in us. Yeah. I mean, all the tweeter in us. You're right. You're having a stroke. He's. <laughs> <laughs> we've had. We've done one tweet. Oh. Okay. Right? Two tweets. Uh, Hannah, you remember last week we were talking about places where you couldn't even buy milk, but you could buy a bedroom lamp covered in bloody um, seashells or something. Hannah Clark said she grew up near Glastonbury. My dad tried to buy a light bulb once. He failed. (laughs) There you go. It's not just seaside places. It's places like Glastonbury where it's entirely tourist driven. Um, Wendy Pitt said, yep, I think Kate would have given Phoebe some foreplay ideas, followed by the keep safe advice, actually. Yes, that would have been icky, but uh, but very Kate-like. And a jangle spoon. This is my tweet of the week. Do you want to do your thing? Oh. <laughs> said, bad luck there for young Phallix. <laughs> renamed. <laughs> He's probably only got 30 seconds of staying power and mum walks in. <laughs> Yes, that is the kind of thing that can damage a young boy's... Uh, yes, years of analysis there, I think, probably. The thing is, when you're that young, you might mm. have a whole load of staying power, but you can definitely reload pretty quickly. Yes, yeah, give it a couple of minutes and you'll be right back. <laughs> right. So... Like the, what was it, your map theory? What would you be? Rock of Gibraltar or something? <laughs> We're keeping this show Sorry. on topic, Lucy. <clears throat> yes. On yep. topic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what is the topic? Uh, underage sex. Oh, no! 
The Archers. <laughs> it is The Archers. So, um, and because it's to do with The Archers, we actually have a kind of loosely based art, themed Archer shop. Did you know that? No, I did not. Did you not? Well, no. Um, we sell merch there. And if you go to dumdydum.com forward slash shop, you could possibly help us uh, by like throwing some cash our way by buying some of our merch. And this week, who's bought some stuff, Lucy? Claire Doherty. And also Stephen Porter have bought some stuff. Great stuff. Thank you Stuff of our logo stuff. on. Stuff, stuff. Uh, right now, proper drum roll. Can you do a drum roll? Reviews, news, news of reviews. This is the last time we're ever going to say this. Really? Yeah. Yay! Let's retire it. What? Sorry. I mean, oh, boo. Yeah. It's been momentous, folks. We've got reviews from... Batamoo. Empress Burger. Oh, for God's sake. Why have you given me this one? I can't say it. It begins with a G. I think someone sat on the keyboard. I don't know. Colmax. And the 200th review was from Claire Dot. Yay! Claire Dot, send us your details and we will send you a mug and some beautifully designed cloths from Sarah Smith. Sure, that's not clothes from Sarah Smith. <laughs> sorry, sorry for that. Anyway, so, so awesome. We've got 200 reviews in the UK iTunes chart. We've got 21 in the US and only eight in the Canadian and like one in the Australian and I don't look at any of the others but that's it reviews news can now be put out to pasture yay ah. uh, remember you can send us a voice message via the site or you can call us on 0203 0313105 from a phone to leave us a message if you can't get the website to work uh, you can also Ping us a kind of emaily type thing if you go onto dumdydum.com or you can find us on the Twitter where we're at dumdydum or you can tweet me uh, where I'm at Royfield. Me at Lucy V Freeman or Sarah Smith at at Sarah underscore Smith. And the new website's going to be up next week, isn't it? Oh, yes. The new dumdydum website. So we're recording this on Monday and... Um, we think we've ironed out the last little kind of uh, kinks. So I think it'll be up... I'm going to say Wednesday. Okay. I think it'll be up Tuesday, but if I definitely say Wednesday... Um, it'll definitely it'll be, be up, up Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your cake off. Now, and the great thing is with this site, folks, is that you can, when you go on and then register, then you can create your own kind of... Uh, content so you can create your Yay! own articles about why you love the archers who your favorite character is so it'll be like a little hub an archers hub exactly Hoo-ha! exactly, exactly. so um and that'll be dumdydum.com hoorah wicked so please 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 folks oh i didn't even need to even this section needs a rewrite yeah. now then so all right for the very last time Please, please, please keep those reviews coming because we want to be top of the podcast charts before Alex covers himself in Lynx Africa and chases Phoebe around the garden with a gosling flavoured condom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, what am I trying to say here, Lucy? I don't know. I feel emotional. Do you? Why? Yeah, no, 200 reviews is not to be sniffed at. No. It's pretty good. 
Even Linda wouldn't sniff at 200 reviews. And she sniffs she at most wouldn't. things. <laughs> um, so that is what, on average, just over three, no, three per episode. That's not bad. No, it's great. Mm, it's good. Um, what else can we now talk about? Uh, I need a wee quite badly. We could probably talk about that for a bit, or I could just sit here and wet myself. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Listen, a woman of your advancing age, you, you don't mess around with your waterworks. I know. You know? One sneeze so, and it's all over. <laughs> exactly. So on that note, why don't we say goodbye? <laughs> uh, goodbye, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Same from me. Bye. All right, Lucy. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.